Hey everyone, how's it going? I hope your week is going great so far. I do not have a name yet for this podcast, but it's definitely going to be about helping teachers transition into copywriting and making sure they're paid well for it. So there's this great discussion I'm having right now with three different teachers on the Copy Chief Forum about transitioning into copywriting, finding your niche. And if you're not on that forum, I highly recommend that you check it out. So this week's episode is going to be part two about finding a lucrative niche, because I realized from talking to everyone that I have a few more thoughts about it. And um, so let's get started. I just want to give a shout out to people who have contributed to this discussion. You know, next week, I'm going to be at the Copy Chief live event in St. Pete, Florida. So we'll be doing... Um, a few of us will be doing a live interview. I'm not sure how it's going to happen yet, but apparently there are professional cameras and microphones involved. And one thing in particular next week, I would love to pick the brains of people who have, you know, haven't niched down and what that experience is like, uh, you know, working with different clients, different customer avatars, writing for those avatars. So I think that's going to be a really great discussion. So uh, the three teachers who I, you know, have have these like really great responses on Copy Chief. Um, the first one, Ben, you know, he currently doesn't have a niche, but I think he's doing really great. You know, we I, we were on. I think we both have a similar time span in terms of when we left teaching and transitioned to copywriting. Uh, He's one of the people I'll be talking to at Copy Chief Live next week. So I think he has lots of interesting experiences to share. And I'll be excited to find out more about his process. You know, he works with different clients um, as an email list manager and an email copywriter. You know, and he works with people ranging from course creation to event travel and educational technology. So I think that would be a really great conversation to have in person so you can look forward to that i'll also be talking to chris pearson who also is really a really successful email copywriter the other thing i wanted to highlight was elizabeth's really great medium articles and i'm going to link them below uh below meaning in my linkedin profile i i read those articles last night and they're so great they're about the heart and soft skills that teachers bring to copywriting. And I think it's really important to recognize and leverage those things because once you realize you have those skills taken care of, you know, you can relax a bit on those fronts and focus on the craft of copywriting and on making money, which is, you know, looking for clients, you know, and when you realize that you have all those other skills down pat, you can breathe a little and, as Elizabeth said, it gave her the motivation to keep going. And today I just wanted to, you know, also talk about Charlotte made this super cool post about her journey in finding her niche. And I think she has the coolest niche ever because she defined it for herself. She calls it dream builders. And it's not industry specific. It's specific to the goals of her clients. And those are clients who help people build their dream lives. 
And I think that's a really smart way of thinking about your niche. Instead of thinking about what industry do you want to write for, think about, you know, whose goals can you relate to the most? Whose goals are you most aligned with? Whose goals are you um, most passionate about in terms of copywriting? You know, who you feel great writing copy for? And in that sense, you know, because copywriting is all about connecting to the, the desires, right, of our prospects and our customers and finding this pocket of commonalities between different industries, which is people who want to build their dream life. I think that's really incredible. I would love to, you know, talk to Charlotte more on a separate episode about what this process looks like and what, you know, what commonalities she might find between the different industries she's, she's mentioned. I just think that I've never seen anything like it myself, you know, defining a niche in this way. And I just, when I read that post, I was like, whoa, that's cool. So here's the surprising thing about my, the early parts of my copywriting journey. I definitely didn't niche down. I, I definitely, um, had no idea what I wanted to specialize in. All I knew, as uh, Tian Yan said in his post, was that I wanted to make money, I wanted royalties. Uh, and when I found out about financial copywriting, that's kind of what I fixated on. But before that, you know, I was on Upwork and did all kinds of copy for crypto, real estate, I think for a SaaS company as well. And this was based on this very unusual advice that I got, which is you, you know, niching down early in your journey can be quite a futile process because you really have no idea yet what you're good at or what you'll like and what will make you lots of money and whether you're good enough to make that amount of money. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective. And the person who shared it with me, you know, is a financial copywriter. And, you know, he's one of the best financial copywriters I know. But he doesn't believe in niching down. He came from a background that had nothing to do with finance. He didn't like finance. You know, he was, oh, he was also a teacher. <laughs> and it's the culmination of you know, life experience that really primes you for that very specific niche that will fit you like a glove eventually. I think the reason I found my niche so quickly is because I've done that already. The whole life experience going down lots of paths that were not right for me and then spending six years kind of stuck in a path that really wasn't right for me. And I'll talk more about that in a second. But yeah, after trying out lots of different things in my, you know, in the first year of my, in the first year of my professional life, it became so much easier to know exactly what I want and recognize the right fit when I see it. 
So what I mean by that is, you know, at the age of 18, obviously I was young and dumb like everyone else, but I was also very idealistic, very passionate about fine art. I really thought I was going to become a visual artist. I firmly believe that I will still return to, you know, making visual art for a show in the future. Right now, I just paint and draw for fun. I haven't abandoned that altogether. But when I realized the amount of work um, that goes into marketing your art, you know, outside of making the art, and, and the art I used to make was very labor, uh, labor time and resource intensive. Like I used to make these giant installations, which, you know, when you're in school, you and if you're lucky you 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 get subsidies on art materials or the school just pays for your crazy installations but when you're out on your own um it's a different story right and my dream is that one day i will have the money to build you know a huge ass art studio <laughs> and make all those installations and you know now that i've developed my own marketing and promoting skills to be able to show that work to the world one day. And I think that's the same thing that comes with niching down, you know, maybe one day financial copywriting won't light up my brain anymore. And I'll be okay. I want to be okay with walking away from it for a while and then coming back to it later. And then you know, I, I, I love teaching kids. I love working with kids because I am a huge kid myself. Uh, it was everything else that came with it that I didn't enjoy. But I know that I still love the act of like teaching someone, mentoring someone, coaching someone. I know I'll come back to it someday. So I think it's it's okay to go down the wrong path and to earn those battle scars and realize that something's not for you because you don't know and and you 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 won't realize until the time is right that those scars are just priming you for a really weird ass job that you never imagined you'd be doing that turns out to be the perfect fit for you so yeah that, that's what came to my mind i've always been told that you know what like why can't you just focus on one thing why are you interested in so many different things and i used to feel bad for it right i'm one of those people who would start and stop things and now i realize you know i didn't stop any of those things i'm still obsessed with all those things there's just a season for each one of them and i believe the same thing is true for copywriting and for finding a niche Yep, so those are my additional thoughts this week about finding a niche. I hope you found this interesting and do keep a lookout for the live interview that I'll be doing with some Coffee Chief members next week. And I'll see you then.